1: From Blue Wire Studios today, so you're ready for the August premiere. Blue
0: Wire. Kawhi Leonard
1: is going to join the Clippers.
0: Kawhi turns the corner for the win!
1: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Clip and Roll. I am your host, Justin Russo. I'm your other host, Farbod Asnashari from Sports Illustrated. This podcast is being brought to you by Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Farbod, the Clippers are through half of their schedule in the bubble.
0: They're two and two. Let me interrupt you here for a second, in case anybody's wondering. Young Garrett is not with us today because we're recording very late and it's past his bedtime and he had to be put to sleep.
1: Don't say put to sleep. That sounds like he got killed. Yeah, <laughs> I had to put him to bed. OK, there we go. It like I had to put him out to pasture, like took him out back of the shell with a 12 gauge or something. Um,
0: anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, old Yeller style. The Clippers are two and two through four games. If you last joined us, which was last week, I understand a lot has happened in the world and in basketball since then. The podcast dropped last Thursday, July 30th, before the Clippers-Lakers game. That was a very exciting basketball game if you only paid attention to the second half because Farbod, the first half of that game, might have actually been the worst basketball experience of my life in terms of foul calls. That game had no flow in the first half. It sucked from that standpoint, right? That first half sucked. I text like five people being like, dude, this sucks.
0: I was like, this is the least fun Clippers-Lakers game I've ever seen.
1: It was just a bore. It just felt like such a chore to watch it. And then the second half happened, and a very good basketball game broke out, Farbod. It was very entertaining. The Clippers clawed back at the end. Paul George, with about 30 seconds to go, hits a three. It's all tied at 1-on-1. Lakers have the ball. LeBron comes down takes a, a a little floater attempt from about nine, eight, nine feet. He misses, but he gets his own rebound. He lays it up and in.
0: Somehow no one boxed him out out of like five damn people. Well, like literally there's like five people in the paint and they all just stared at the ball, which blew my mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it happens. Uh, the Clippers went down the other end. Their final desperation he from Paul George falls by the wayside. They lose 103-101. So the Clippers lose the first game by two points on what essentially amounts to basically a buzzer beater. The second game, August 1st, which is a Saturday, they they play a desperate New Orleans Pelicans team and they throttle them. Franchise record 25 three-pointers made. They hammer them from the opening salvo. They're up by as much as 42 in that game, I believe. And they cruise. They looked incredible. That honestly was a game where I was like, that's the Clippers. However... I also had to remind myself, I don't know how much I took from that game because the New Orleans Pelicans defensively are downright atrocious. They are disgraceful on that end. Are they? Are, like, are they not? Because I find them pretty bad on that end.
0: You know, it's it's gotten to a point with New Orleans where I'm like, do you just got to fire Alvin Gentry? Like, well, do they just got to, like, like fire Alvin Gentry or something? Or Because it's just like, okay, so they, like, last season – they were a top what top two offensive team, top two passing team, assist, and then they were bottom like bottom two defense team. And it's like, okay, so how are, how do we keep consistently being bad at defense when you have Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, who had the first team over Patrick Beverly? You you have like the pieces to not be the worst defensive team in the NBA, but somehow you keep being the worst defensive team in the NBA. You swap out Anthony Davis, get Lonzo Ball, who everybody talks about his defense. Have Brandon Ingram, like, and it doesn't seem to matter ever. So, at, at what point do you just like point the finger and be like, "Oh, there's a common denominator here," because we we can't just keep giving Drew Holiday all defensive first teams every year and then have them be the last defensive team in the NBA every year.
1: Did you take anything out of that game against the Pelicans? Because I kind of didn't take much other than like, wow, the Clippers played well, but it was the Pelicans.
0: Uh, it's kind of hard to take away anything. Anytime your team scores like a gazillion threes. I mean, if there was anything I took from it, it was like, okay, Paul George has this shot back. And then I think the other thing I took from it was like, oh my God, Landry Shamit made a shot. And that was about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you go through the game you know, Paul George has 28, Kawhi has 24. They both play like 26 and a half minutes or thereabouts. Uh Reggie Jackson looked good. Reggie Jackson led the team in rebounds, or was second on the team in rebounds that night with eight. Um I did like like you said, like 25 threes. Anytime you're making that many threes, as good of an offense as you are, the other team's defense is really helping you out. Yeah. So, you know. That's why I didn't take much from it. So I thought the game against Phoenix
0: on Tuesday. You always got to remember the series of Clippers Warriors in 2015. Is it 2015 or 2013? 2013. I, 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 uh, what? I don't even remember, dude. It's okay, 2013. Let's just say that's the, the date. The first <laughs> game, the Warriors won. The second game, the Clippers won by 40. I
1: was there for those. It that 40 point mean, game was a massacre. It,
0: it didn't mean anything that they won by 40 because the next game was close and then the, and it went to seven. Right. So like, these 40 point victories don't necessarily matter. But if it happens back to back, then you got a problem.
1: Right. Uh, so Clippers go in on Tuesday. They play Phoenix. They lose 117, 115. Honestly, I'm being completely honest on this. I don't think the Clippers deserve to win that game, even though they clawed back, even though they were tied even though they get a rebound with a chance to win the game and throw it away. I don't think the Clippers were the better team that night. Devin Booker went absolutely bananas. It was a marvelous display of basketball on his part. I was blown away by what he was doing on the floor. You know, Kawhi Leonard was good, but not great. Paul George was good, but not great. Defensively, the team looked lackadaisical. I don't know if the Pelicans rubbed off on them, but Devin Booker wins it literally at the buzzer on a turnaround jumper in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George's face. And I don't know what better defense Paul George could have honestly played. And Devin Booker hit the shot. And at that point, if you're the Clippers, you probably got to be thinking, okay, we won one game in a blowout. And we lost the other two games by a combined four points on what amounts to two buzzer beaters. So I don't think they were really concerned as more or like or more or less just like, all right, that's annoying kind of thing. But if you're the Clippers, that's a good loss, I think, because – The Suns have arguably been the most impressive team in the bubble. They're 4-0. They look great. Devin Booker's on another level. I think losses are okay if your team looks like they understood what happened. And to kind of segue into that, Thursday night, August 6th, the Clippers play the Dallas Mavericks. This is a big game seeding-wise. The Clippers had to win to maintain the two seed. Dallas is trying to get out of the seven Hold seed. On, let, but- me,
0: let me let me take it back a step. Up. That sequence against Phoenix was so upsetting to watch like i I don't think I've ever been more frustrated as someone who's watched the Clippers of like that was one of the like because they don't get that many buzzer beaters on them in the last nine years i haven't seen that many buzzer beaters go. Against the Clippers. Like, you know, there's a Utah Jazz one. There's Joe Johnson comes to mind. But, like, the Clippers don't get that many buzzer beaters against them that I can remember where I'm like, wow, this sucks. As that someone hope, who was there
1: for the Joe Johnson game, that hurt.
0: I yeah. was there. And that that was like, oh, okay. So and, the- like, that sequence of, like, that sucked to watch because it was like they played perfect defense on Ricky Rubio and then Zubats gets the rebound and then unfortunately – Everything that happened to happen to make them lose happens. They don't call a timeout. He does a bad pass. And it's just like, and then you're like, damn it. Cause Zoo played so well the whole game. And you wanted this guy to get all the praise because he finally got to play in the fourth quarter crunch time, <laughs> which he didn't get to do to like against the Mavs. But like, and then he turns it over. And then you're just like, son of a bitch. Devin Booker has the ball. He's gonna shoot something. And then he does. And you're like, it was just so frustrating to see 24 seconds of great defense. And,
1: and it you didn't knew matter. Ka-
0: and you knew Kawhi was gonna hit something because he had just hit seven straight points, like right before that. And you're like, yeah, he oh. went nuts. Yeah, you're like, oh, Kawhi's on some Kawhi stuff and we're about to get a Kawhi moment. And all you had to do is just throw a regular pass or call a timeout. See I want to talk
1: about that. I think they should have called a timeout, but I understand why they didn't. They were trying to catch Phoenix out of rhythm and transition. However, when he grabs the rebound, there's like nine seconds on the clock. Just take the timeout. Like you're fine. I I also don't know if he panicked because he didn't want to get fouled or if he maybe just misremembered the score. Maybe he thought they were up by one. I don't know, but I kind of let stuff like that go. It's not a big... Like, oh, my God, what a blunder. But then you carry that into the Dallas game. And let's talk about Zubats for a minute. We need to acknowledge how this guy, he's 23 years old. This kid, he's he's basically a kid, 23 years old. He comes back from that what could have been a humiliating moment. And he is a monster against the Mavericks, Farbod. 21 points, 15 rebounds, six of them on the offensive glass. He's 10 of 10 from the field in just over 24 minutes. He actually got to play a five-minute stretch in the fourth quarter, which was nice to see in a close game. You know, this is a game against a potential first-round uh, seeding matchup against the Mavericks. The Clippers are now 3-0 and in the series. All three games, for the most part, were close up until a certain point. Um, this game was tied with about six minutes ago and the Clippers just took control. Thanks to Kawhi. Thanks to PG. Thanks to Marcus Morris. I want to point out Marcus-
0: run in the last five minutes.
1: Yeah. And I want to, I want to point out Marcus Morris senior deserves some praise. His last two games against Dallas and against Phoenix were both very good. And I think he gets labeled as this shot chucker and he's only there for himself. But he bought in defensively, and honestly, in this game against Dallas, there was a set of plays where he actually goes uh careening for loose balls, trying to save the ball going out of bounds, he saves it, gets the clippers a possession. he's good defensively in this game in, the, uh, in this game against Dallas like these are building blocks as you get to the playoffs like the process matters, the result matters too, but the process and the building towards something uh substantial like a championship matters quite a bit more than the result. So I do want to shout out praise like, yes, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were amazing. Yes. But Marcus Morris, Evita Zubots, Jamichael Green, unsung hero. These are the guys who are going to help the team potentially win a title because you need the role players. And the Clippers have three very good role players in those three guys. And hopefully they keep up the good work because I'm a little bit worried about Lou Williams in his last two games since coming back. But it is what it is. He's just got to get his legs back. So I'm kind of interested to see going forward how Doc Rivers handles a lot of this because there are some interesting decisions that he is going to have to make.
0: Um, is it just me or is it like impossible to tell the difference between Paul George and Marcus Morris?
1: Okay, thank you because this is like a crazy thing I've had all the time in the bubble. There was a game that they played. I believe it was against the Kings – where in, in like the scrimmage game, like the last scrimmage game, I couldn't tell them apart because their hair was the same. They're the same size. they have the, uh, the same numbers. This, well, yeah, the same numbers, but reversed. And they were each wearing a shooting sleeve on the same left arm and they had the same uh, sleeve looks on their, on their legs. Exactly. The only way I could tell them apart on the video was by their uh, shoes. That
0: was the only way. It's uh, it trips me out every time. Every time I'm like, like one of you needs to get a haircut, just like somebody, somebody needs to do something because y'all look way too similar. But going back to that Dallas game, that was a really back and forth game. Where I thought that was Clippers, a great
1: game to watch.
0: The Clippers, I thought, were playing with fire a little bit because they they let like Tim Hardaway Jr. and they let some guys be wide open from three a lot, and then coincidentally. Those shots don't go in, but then, like, the contested Porzingis shots go in. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's how it's going to go. But Porzingis looked really good. Like, I was like, I think in that series, I think it will go to five. And the game that they win is a game where they're just going to go super hot offensively. Um, Talk about Dallas. Yeah. Uh, and I think the Clippers do a pretty good job of containing Luca, but pour, like, because they tr- they like triple team him. They really yeah. like.
1: Yeah. There was one part w- where he got the ball and he did get triple teamed. And I was like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. And then it leaves. I mean, if there was a way to beat Dallas, it would be to make uh, like Tim Hardaway Jr. or Przingis or somebody else win. But the, I think the. Uh, the only way the series goes to six is if they play Bram more. He would be the guy, wouldn't he? He would be the Joe Johnson.
1: Um, Luka Doncic. Let's, let's go over this real quick. 29 points, six assists, three rebounds. He was 10 of 21. I thought offensively he was good. But the Clippers do kind of frustrate him like from like a, like a defensive standpoint. And it's kind of interesting because like they get 59 points from Doncic and Porzingis on 40 shots, which is a huge thing for them. That's awesome. And it didn't matter. And you kind of wonder in the postseason like how much it's going to actually matter if the role guys don't step up. And that's kind of what the postseason is. It's time for the role guys. So it's very interesting to see how Dallas matches up with the Clippers because personally, I think they're a tough matchup for the Clippers. I really do. But I'm not sure the role guys can do a good enough job to keep the Clippers honest.
0: Also, I'm kind of shocked. that I mean, I know Lou is like still getting his legs back. But I'm kind of shocked at how bad the bench is without Trez. Like, there was a portion, uh, I think in the third quarter, they were up 12 points with four minutes left. And somehow the bench in like three minutes turned it into a four-point game instead of a 12-point game. Like, they just, no defense, no defense, no defense, contested jumper, contested jumper, no defense, until Reggie Jackson made a layup and Jermichael hit a three. And it's like, and then I remember like, Lou has missed games plenty of times, but Trez has only missed one game in two years and seven games in three years. So they're not used to not having Trez.
1: Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and prop bets to bet on all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, BetOnline sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Ori. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit BetOnline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. Online, your online wagering experts. Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things that you would never expect at a price you would never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction but every item starts at $0 and only goes up 1 cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or that item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, DealDash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign up on top of their other discounts. Go to dealdash.com and use the offer code Clips or deal dash dot FM slash clips. That's D E A L D A D S H dot FM slash clips. So the big news with Montres Harold came out from Chris Haynes, Yahoo Sports. He reported during the Clippers Mavericks game on Thursday. And here's the quote about Montres Harrell's grandmother, quote, I was told she will be laid to rest on Saturday and Harrell is expected to fly to Orlando soon after. So the funeral will be Saturday. I'm assuming Harold Harrell will probably be in Orlando by Monday and he would have a four day quarantine, which if you just look at the schedule for the Clippers because of the way that the schedule is, Montrose Harrell's first game in the bubble is probably going to be the seeding game finale against the OKC Thunder because the Clippers play Saturday against Portland, Sunday against Brooklyn, Wednesday against Denver, and then Friday against Oklahoma City. So if you just anticipate Montrose Harrell coming in on Monday, he's not going to be able to play the Wednesday game. Even if he comes in Sunday, he's not ready to play the Wednesday game. So He's really only going to have one game farbod to really get his legs under him in a basketball sense, and then it's the first round of the postseason, and that's really tough to just jump right into and Harold's not the only one. I don't want to sit here and say it's Monsor like we've talked about Lou Williams. He just had his first two games back in the bubble. I think he's looked pretty rusty. I think he's looked okay at times, but obviously defensively there's still issues, and there's always going was to be bad. that was like the worst i have seen. Uh, the game against Phoenix from him was. Awful, But I kind of gave him a break, but it's still not great. But the other bit of news is Patrick Beverly went out after the first eight minutes against Phoenix. And he has a left calf issue that kept him out of the Dallas game. The Clippers didn't need him to beat Dallas. Uh, Landry Shamit got the start in his place, which I actually liked. I like that wrinkle because it gets the offense more shooting rather than Reggie Jackson, which is more ball handling. You don't really need that with Kawhi and PG on the floor. But Patrick Beverly is probably going to be – Doc said Patrick Beverly was going to be out a couple days, a couple games. So if you already count Thursday's game against Dallas is one game that he missed. I would anticipate him missing both Portland and Brooklyn this weekend. Would you Would you as
0: well? Who – Pat? Yeah. They're not going to play him in a back-to-back.
1: Okay. So that leaves him – and after the game against Brooklyn, they do have two days off before playing the Denver game on Wednesday. Or they that, might just be
0: in Brooklyn. Actually, they might just play him in Brooklyn. They won't play him in in Portland.
1: I kind of would be a little bit shocked if he plays either one. I think he'll come back for the Denver game on Wednesday. Because it'll have been about a week since he played. He'll have been out for a week. So I kind of think that's what they might go to. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't. I mean, he's for sure not going to play against Portland. I'm also curious if the law of averages is going to kick in on Dame Lillard when the Clippers play Portland because – Man's made a lot of threes today.
1: He's probably been the best player in the bubble, my friend, which is saying a lot because TJ Warren and TV Devin Booker Warren? exist. Huh?
0: More than TJ Warren? Oh, I yes. Yes.
1: TJ Warren went down on Thursday to the Phoenix Suns, my friend. Um, all Much right. So fun. let's talk about this though. Let's talk about Portland. That's the Clippers' next game. So I have a I have a question to ask you. This is something I've been kind of thinking about, and I want your opinion on this. The Clippers are up two in the loss column on Denver. It's technically one and a half games. Denver lost on Thursday to Portland. So the Clippers do have some cushion for the two seed. If you're the Clippers and you're trying your best to keep the two seed, but also kind of make your path or the Lakers. Actually, let me re-clarify that. You're trying to make the Lakers path tougher. And Portland is probably the toughest team the Lakers can play in the first round among those teams. Would you throw? I say throw, and I don't mean... I don't think they care. I don't mean intentionally lose. Okay, Well, hold on. I don't mean intentionally lose. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is going to sit one of these two games on the back-to-back. My thought is, do you sit him the Portland game, which is a 1 p.m. local time start in Orlando, or do you let him sit and then start him and play him for the Brooklyn game, which is by far the easier game to win. And it doesn't potentially hurt a team who might be able to help you in the post-season.
0: I think, I think that he's going to play the Portland one and sit, sit the Brooklyn one. I don't think they care. Like I think their, their goal is just to win and get to the two seed as much as possible. Cause like that clearly doesn't seem like the group that would care who the Lakers have to like, they already know. I think they. I think the assumption among everybody is it's going to be Clippers Lakers conference finals. So like, let's just get to it. I think I don't think they. I don't think the thought of like, well, maybe we should slip this one so they could go against Portland. I think they're just like, we're going to go against these guys no matter what. So let's just let's just play our game. Um,
1: Would you at all try to avoid Houston? Not because you think they might beat you, but just because of play style.
0: If I so. I actually put the – I don't know if you saw. I put a tweet up saying, would you rather face Dallas, Utah, or OKC? And everyone responded with Dallas. Um, like I had like 80 comments say Dallas. See, I'd,
1: I'd pick Utah, but that's just me. I understand why people pick Dallas, but yeah.
0: So if I was the Clippers, I would want to avoid Houston just because Houston is like the the wild card team that like – granted I think they're they're better than them but just the way they play is so erratic we were like yeah we could go 0 for 17 or we could go 18 for 25 but one of the two is gonna happen
1: right.
0: it's just like weird so as long as they stay in the two seed they don't gotta worry about Houston because Dallas is pretty much locked in the seven so like you don't even want to slip to the three and then deal with this whole like well, who are we going to play at the 6? Is it going to be Utah? Is it going to be Houston? Is it going to be OKC? Like, if you stay at the 2, you're chill. It's Dallas. It's set.
1: I understand that. I also think you can game the system in your favor. For instance, uh, Utah's right there. So here's the standards for people who don't know. The Clippers are the 2C. They're a game and a half up on Denver. So let's just say... For argument's sake, the Clippers are going to be the two seed. They still have a game left with Denver that is very huge, but we'll get to that in a minute. Let's say the Clippers get the two seed. The three, four, five, and six right now are Denver, Houston, Utah, Oklahoma City in order, separated by a grand total of two games. And the reason it's separated by two games is because from Denver – I'm sorry, because uh, Denver has an extra half game up on OKC – Due to games played, because they're not going to end up with an uh, an equal number, an equal amount of games played. The thing is, Denver's only one up in the loss column on all three of those teams. So Denver losing on Thursday to Portland is pretty big, because Utah's next game
0: it's against Denver. Is, isn't it?
1: No, it's Friday against Friday morning in San Antonio. And Utah already announced four starters, including Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell are, and, and Mike Conley, are going to be sitting out for that game. So it sounds like Utah's trying to get to the sixth seed in the hopes of potentially playing Denver in the first round. Now, here's the reason that's important. The Saturday game, so this is a back-to-back for Utah. Friday against San Antonio. And they're sitting four starters, including the three I mentioned, and they have to turn around and play Denver on Saturday. That game effectively is going to determine whether Utah gets into the three seed or not. And if not, they're going to fall to six because their final two are Dallas and San Antonio. So my question is, if you're the Clippers and you play the, the Blazers tomorrow, you play the Blazers before the Nuggets and and Jazz play each other. Should, and I said tomorrow, I mean, uh, I mean, Saturday, you know what I mean? Um, If you're the Clippers. I kind of think you like if you can get Utah. And also keep Denver in your bracket. That's a win because the real wild card is Houston And that's the team you kind of don't want to play, not because you think you can't beat them, but because high-variance teams are just a pain in the rear end to play against. And Houston's next two games are Sacramento and San Antonio, and they should win those. And then they get Indiana and a Philly team that might have nothing to play for. So you're looking at a real realistic chance that the Houston Rockets are the three seed, and you have to play
0: them in the second round. Are they... You said, I don't see that's, I like, I remember. I know. You
1: remember the last game that they played against them?
0: No, no, no. I remember there was a point where like last season, the Clippers were facing somebody. I don't remember who, where it was like, you know, if you win this game, like, there's a chance Denver could just slip to the one seed or become the one seed, and you face them in the first round instead of the Warriors. Or there, there's somebody asked Doc a question like that, and he was just like, "I don't care." He's like, "That's not how we do things." Because I, I remember there was a situation because Denver was pretty close to Golden State, right? And for the one, they were seed,
1: they yeah. were for a while, yeah, up until like and, I think the last week or so.
0: And I remember somebody asked a question somewhere about like. You know, do you ever think about that?
1: Because the Clippers almost got to the seventh seed. And if they got to the seventh seed, they would have played Denver and actually might have maybe had a chance in that series.
0: I actually it's funny. I heard in the locker room this year, like uh, team personnel and some of the players were still talking about, like, you know, if we had gotten the seventh seed, we could have went to the conference finals. Like they were still like kind of like if we just faced anyone except Golden State.
1: I mean, I guess that's the right mentality to have, whether but, or not it's based in facts. I think, you,
0: I think if you're the Clippers, you want to have as much of a cushion as possible uh, going into that Denver game. You don't want you don't want that game to actually determine whether you're the two or the three, and everything changes.
1: That's true. I mean. So here's the thing with Denver. They get Utah on Saturday. They play the Lakers on Monday and then the Clippers on Wednesday before finishing up on Friday against the Raptors.
0: They'll probably beat the Lakers. The Lakers don't seem to be taking anything seriously anymore.
1: I mean, they could. Also, uh, the Raptors might have nothing to play for. Hell, the Clippers might have nothing to play for. Well,
0: the thing is, like, so they might have nothing to play for, but like Doc told us in postgame today, they've only had three fully healthy practices all year. So at some point, you just kind of want to like, at least, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, at least yeah. get you need to give free. them some actual minutes and run together. Because I wrote about it today. And it's something Kawhi touched on where he's like, it doesn't feel like the playoffs are around the corner, but it's still lock in time. And it's such a weird time because. They begin this, next week. If this was regular April, you'd have all the practice in the world at this point, And you're like, I don't care. Let's just get to the playoffs. But in this situation, the playoffs are next week, but you also just a week ago haven't played for four months. So it's like right. you're really walking a fine line of like, you know, some of these guys need repetition and some of these guys need reps and some of these guys need rest. Like it's it's like a weird situation where you can't completely throw away these games. They're significant, but you can't overdo them at the same time because you don't want to screw yourself over for the playoffs. It's a it's a weird, it's weird.
1: Okay, so... We've already kind of recapped the first four games that the team had in the bubble in terms of the seeding games. They have four remaining, as I've mentioned, Portland Saturday, Brooklyn Sunday, Denver Wednesday, Oklahoma city Friday. Give me your prediction. How many of those four do they win? Which of those four do they win? What do you see them going? Cause I remember when we did this last week, when we did our predictions on terms of like what their record would be in terms of the eight seeding games, I said four and four and I still kind of think they go four and four.
0: Um, I'd say five and three. I mean, the, the the thing is, it really depends because it's like it's now it's going to get hard to predict because it's like, well, what if they beat what if they beat Portland and Brooklyn and Denver loses and then all of a sudden they really don't have to care about that game anymore, like. So then it changes because then they could not have to care about Denver and not have to care about OKC if they beat these two games and then their opposition loses.
1: The OKC factor is very interesting. I do want to talk about this for a second. They are, as of right now, like I said, two games back of Denver for the three seed. OK, however, they're only one back in the loss. column. Now, here's why this is kind of interesting. OKC lost to Denver on Monday. And Chris Paul missed a free throw towards the end of the game with about six seconds to go in the fourth quarter. It would have gave them the win, but it went to overtime, and they ended up losing in overtime. Still, they're in this because of the choices Denver made against Portland on Thursday evening. And because of that, here's what OKC has for their next five games. They have five games remaining. Memphis on Friday and Memphis lost Jaron Jackson Jr. for the rest of this tournament or whatever you want to call it. Washington on Sunday, Phoenix on Monday, who is just a supernova franchise at this point, but who knows? Maybe that's a game OKC beats them, and they're 3-0 and in that stretch. They play Miami on Wednesday. Miami might not have anything to play for, and they play the Clippers on Friday, and the Clippers really might have nothing to play for. So OKC really might still have a chance for this three seed, and honestly, Farbod, if you get to Friday and you're the Clippers and a win guarantees you that OKC gets to the three seed, I would be in favor of kind
0: of helping them into that three seed. Yeah, of course. I think if, if that's the situation, I, but at the end of the day, I think the Clippers still just need to worry about securing the two so they can just have Dallas and then the rest needs to play itself out because otherwise you start getting too concerned with every, everything. Every machination
1: possible yeah. and you,
0: you drive yourself crazy, Yeah you might get you might get screwed you might end up like i mean it's not likely but like i mean at the end of the day there is a chance they could end up the four still like they could lose three games
1: i mean they could i don't i i think that's like a one percent chance but yeah i understand where you're coming from um so real quick on thursday on thursday afternoon evening what would you call it the game was at 3 30 what is that at late afternoon which game the game on Thursday um, that we Mavericks that they game? just played. Yeah, that was what late afternoon? Yeah. All right. So on late afternoon, that game against the Mavericks is what is called the Arena. Um, it's the wide world of sports complex. The it's just literally called the arena. This was their fourth game. Uh or excuse me, I'm i I'm sorry, I misspoke about the arena. It was at the HP Fieldhouse. The arena is the other one. And the reason I'm bringing these up, the HP Fieldhouse is where the Clippers just played. It was the third game. Out of the seven total games that they have played, counting seeding games and scrimmage games, they've played three at HP Fieldhouse. Uh, It was the game against Washington, the game against New Orleans, and this game against Dallas. The Clippers are 54 for 116 from three. That's 46.6%. The other four games that they have played are at the arena, the Wide World Sports Complex, the arena. 46 of 128, 35.9%. I understand there's a lot of noise. You're talking three and four game sample sizes here, but they seem to be shooting better at HP Fieldhouse in the arena. And I kind of wonder if that might be a thing that plays an impact in potential postseason run for them because it's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't even think about that, to be honest. I totally forgot that they're even in separate arenas. The thing They haven't th- played at the other one. There's three arenas. They have not played at the Visa
1: Athletic Center.
0: The thing that stuck in my head is like, damn, these guys could really be 4-0 if it wasn't for a bad box out or a bad pass. Like, they really could have easily been 4-0, and we wouldn't have had to worry about, it, like, any of these conversations at this point.
1: I mean, th- yeah, because theoretically... You could actually start talking about okay. You could tank this game and that game because, like, all of a sudden, you have such a bigger uh, cushion between you and the three seed. So you can kind of game the system. I think they even were better.
0: For that too. I think they were hoping to win the first four or five out and be like, okay, we don't have to care.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the plan. You know, great plans go awry all the time. Uh, Saturday's game against Portland at ten a.m. Pacific time. So- that is so early. It's at the HP Fieldhouse, the arena they're shooting well in. The game on Sunday is at the arena, which is the arena they're not shooting well in. And also that is where Wednesday's game against the Denver Nuggets is as well. So the next game is at HP Fieldhouse. The next two are at the arena. The game against OKC on Friday, next Friday, that's not determined what arena yet. I'm assuming they'll just figure that out. But So
0: does Dame Lillard go hot for three again on Saturday or does the law of averages kind of kick in?
1: I don't even know what he's shooting from three in the bubble.
0: I mean, I don't know what he's shooting from three in the bubble, but he made 11 out of 18 threes today. So
1: yeah, he does that.
0: Does he kind of balance out or does he just still go with fire? It's crazy because they're basically going to get in.
1: Like they're getting into the playing game. Like that's, that's cut and dry. Like, because they're so much better than all the other teams behind them. Farbod. Except Phoenix. Well except yeah, except for cause they ain't no one better than the Phoenix Suns, baby. Oh. Uh, Damian Lillard is shooting forty-four percent from three in the bubble.
0: So do you think he's gonna cool off a little bit? Uh maybe. I don't know. Give me a give me a what percent do you think he's gonna shoot against the Clippers? That's that's what I want to end this with. What percent is Damian Lillard gonna shoot from three against the Clippers? Thirty eight and a half. I'll say like thirty six. Watch him go for like sixty percent or something. He he, damn well might, dude. Has he ever even had that type of game against the Clippers? Because they always like he always struggled because of Chris Paul. Like it was just a thing that like they would always. I think, he, I think he's had a couple. Okay. I feel like CJ goes off more than Dame does against the Clippers, but this is just me talking off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know it, what it feels
1: like and what it probably is are probably two different things, right?
0: That's what she said. Okay. Um, Damn. so the Clippers get the two seed. That's what you're going with. So, um, you know, they should get the two seed. Uh, okay. I'm going to say yes. I think, right. they. I think they might lose tomorrow and then I'm sorry. They might lose against Portland and then beat Brooklyn and then beat the Nuggets.
1: Okay. So based on what you think, is going to happen? Not what might or could. What do you Actually, think is going to happen?
0: I'm supposed to be on the radio because they moved me from the radio today, and I have to be on the radio against the nut, uh, Blazers. And I already made a proclamation that they don't lose when I go on the radio, so I guess they have to beat the Blazers now.
1: All right, then. Um, so they're slated if they get the two seed. They're play, They're slated to play Dallas in the first round as a seven seed. Um, who ends up as the three seed? Then do you think? Just give me just off the top of your head. Just go.
0: Uh, I haven't paid attention to anybody else's schedule. I want to say Denver, but I really haven't paid attention to anybody else's schedule.
1: I still might just cling to my
0: OKC as the three seed. I mean, I would would prefer it to be OKC.
1: (laughs) I mean, look, if I if I if it's OKC or Denver or Utah, awesome. If it's Houston, that's kind of annoying. Anyone but Houston, because that series is going to be annoying, too. That's what it comes down to me. I don't care about winning and losing. Like as, as weird as that sounds, like I know I'm trying to root for the Clippers to win their first ever title. Ultimately, I don't care if they win or lose. I just don't want to be annoyed in the in, along the way. And Houston annoys me. You know
0: what I mean? Houston annoys everybody.
1: I guess they're the perfect villain from that regard. Um, you got anything left Far about you? you want to say anything to the good people that are listening?
0: Yeah. Um, your movie taste sucks. But other than that, why are you still on that? (laughs) What are you doing? Because it's
1: Um, it's eleven (laughs) twenty-four. Okay, hey, 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 real quick, I have a recommendation for you. I
0: I swear, this better be good.
1: You need to watch HBO's Perry Mason. Yeah, maybe you won't regret it. It's fantastic. Should I watch that or
0: Barry? Watch Perry Mason over Barry over Barry should I watch that or Watchmen Watchmen okay I already saw Watchmen
1: okay well watch Perry Mason all right uh folks we're gonna be back with you next week uh next week we're we're probably gonna try to flip it up a little bit because because the postseason is beginning next weekend we don't want to release an episode on Friday right before the Clippers finish their season or seeding games. I should. I mean, I guess technically it is a season. Finish up their season against the Oklahoma City Thunder in that final seeding game. So Farbot and I are probably will, are going to do is we're probably going to do a podcast on Thursday, next Thursday, a week from now when we're recording this one. Try to give a little insight into what might happen on our Friday game against OKC, but also try to do like a postseason preview, uh, preview because I do think there is interesting postseason stuff. And then Farbod, I think we should come back Saturday to or Friday night after we find out what the seedings are going to be and record another one, an emergency pod for these great people uh, up and preview that first round and potentially going forward. What do you think?
0: Why did you end this podcast telling me to do a bunch of things? Watch Perry Mason record this day, record that day. What? What is this? you like snuck this all in there at the end?
1: Yeah. I didn't even tell you about this. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome.
0: Go home. All
1: right. Yeah, I wish. Um, all right, people. Everyone stay safe. Wear your masks. social distance, wash your hands, sanitize your hands. Be kind to each other, please. Um, we are all we have in this world.
0: Be kind and to we'll- each other unless they have bad taste in movies. Then you can tell them to F off.
1: That sounds like a motto for life. All right, Farbad, we're out. Tell these people that you love them.
0: F off, Justin. You have bad taste in movies. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody.